0: You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realise your dreams.
1: My name's Marie Ferguson, and I'm the director of Dietitian Connection. It's a pleasure to host Bernadette Erickson on our Dietitian Connection podcast today. I've been in awe of Bernadette and what she's created from little old Brisbane in Australia into a multi-million dollar food manufacturing business. So I'd like to introduce Bernadette. Bernadette is the founder and managing director of Flavor Creations, a Brisbane-based $20 million food manufacturing company that researches and develops innovative dysphagia and nutrition products intended to support a healthy lifestyle and improve the lives of thousands suffering from dysphagia. What started out as an idea on Bernadette's kitchen bench in the late 1990s has become an international success story after she discovered a gap in the market for providing food and drink solutions that not only taste great but offer maximum nutrition density and enhance quality of life. Flavor Creations is now recognized as a global leader for innovation in the industry, producing more than 100,000 cups of pre-thickened liquid per day, alongside a growing range of targeted food-first nutrition solutions. They employ over 100 staff locally and restore dignity and independence to thousands of people all over the world. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Bernadette. We really appreciate your time. So looking forward to hearing about uh, Flavor Creations and the multi-million dollar business that you've created here in little old Brisbane. So thanks so much for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you for having me, Marie. It's an absolute pleasure and a delight to be able to reach out to your dietitians and share with them what we do here at Flavor Creations. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Well, I saw a gap in the market for texture-modifying fluids for people suffering with dysphagia. Um, I spent a a lot of time researching it. A lot of guas and starches were being used at the time, and I guess there are two factors here. One, we needed a a thickening medium that stayed stable, um, but it also – we had to ensure that it didn't impact on a person's system. So starch is quite gluggy and how that behaves in the mouth. Guar has all sorts of other ill effects on, on a person's system. And xanthan ended up being, you know, p- the perfect one-stop shop. So I continued developing with that. You know, there's a lot of research involved, as you can imagine. Being a researcher yourself, it's, um, it, it's quite a, an effort. But it it ended up being a a good idea and um, the next challenge we faced, of course, was there was a lot of inconsistency throughout the hospitals and residential aged care facilities in what viscosities they would actually make up. So I worked very hard at trying to get a standard, standardised thickening level between the three viscosities and that just took time and education. So I think that all came to a a head when – uh, Queensland government, there was a, a group of um, dietitians and speech pathologists that put together their standards, which was the old quarter, half and full thick. And that was around 2004 and five. And then that was followed by the joint venture with Spar and DAA in 2007. And as you know, Marie, as a company, we've supported the agenda the whole way through. We changed our labeling to match the standards and try and encouraging the country including New Zealand to continue supporting that and using that terminology to get that consistency
1: through which is really really important. You make a great point that the industry is you know continually evolving so how do you keep abreast of that I mean particularly in the beginning where it was just you like did you bring in other people to to help you or how do you you know, continue to learn?
2: Uh, look, at, at first it was really tough. You know, you're on your own and, as you know, you've started your own business and for your dietitians out there going out on their own also, it's, um, you know, there's capital, time, um, and, of, of course, being able to access different resources. So, you know, the first few years, of course, were very um, very interesting <laughs> And uh, not without their challenges, Um, but as time went on and I was able to afford to employ dietitians and um, food technologists, we're able to continue evolving from there. Um, Where did the ideas come from? I I think because I and and the whole team here are so passionate about what we do that we're always looking for gaps in the market where we can help people – so it's about the clinician and about the patient. So if we make it easy for the clinician and give them ethical, safe products and they, they understand our agenda, then it makes it easy for them to make informed choices in when they're recommending products to their clients. And it's about their outcomes. You know, if we stay pretty focused or very focused on patient outcomes and with that at the, the cornerstone of everything that we do, it, it makes it pretty easy to develop good products. Mm. But you've got to put innovation before profit. and um, that's what we do. We have 15 food scientists and technologists, dietitians, speech pathologists, and um, you know it, it, it is expensive, but it's certainly worthwhile because of the outcomes of our products. And seeing people thrive is fantastic. It gives us
1: joy here. I'm really excited about some of your products coming up that you've shared with me before they've hit the market. I think some of them are going to be game changers. So, how do you continually encourage that creative thinking and innovation within the organisation? Well, firstly, Marie, everyone's going to be tapping on your door now asking
2: what the next product launch is. (laughs) 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 So, you've just filled the beans there. Um, Well, as you know, you've seen the new cup. We launched that at uh, Spa earlier last week and DAA the latter half of last week, uh, that's a $6 million investment on our behalf. And, it, you know, we see it as an absolute game changer uh, to be able to empower people to pick up a cup or use the cup holder uh, to reduce that neck extension is um, really, really Fantastic from where we 're all sitting, and the feedback from the clinicians um, from both disciplines has been marvelous, including the occupational therapists that we 've been consulting with over the development so that that 's our big thing at the moment, and also we 're changing to when that cup um, enters the market, all of our formulas will go to natural colors and natural flavors and I was talking actually with um, one of the speech pathologists uh, heads up. Um, one of the children's hospitals last week, and she informed me that about 30% of all children admitted have some sort of allergy. So that that confirms in my mind that we're on the right track because we're gluten-free, we're nut-free facilities, so everything that we make is always gluten and nut-free. We are halal and kosher certified. And now we'll have all natural colors and all natural flavors. And it just makes it easier for clinicians recommending products to people. It's a one-stop shop for food service managers. They don't have to stress over, I've got to have this for one client. I've got to have this for another client. So again, it, it's about empowering our clinicians and food service operators to make it easier for their clients. And of course, it's all about flavor and textures. And we focus very strongly on that, as you know.
1: Mhm. Fantastic. I guess the food manufacturing industry historically has sort of been male dominated and given there's so many women as dietitians as members of dietitian connection, how do you think you've managed to thrive in such a business environment over the last few decades?
2: that 's an interesting point, yes, food manufacturing is definitely male dominated and uh, <clears throat> there are a number of women in this industry i 'm not sure how many are actually manufacturing at the level of that we are, and um, we 're all pretty proud of it you know that the whole team here are proud of the fact that I am a female and showing that we can we can go out and, and do what men do. Um, I think it comes down to having the vision, though, and leadership and engendering that respect in ourselves and our whole team. Um, so through that, we've emerged as the industry leaders and in innovation, not just for dysphagia, but, of course, for our nutritional products as well. And we've got to, again, always face uh, focus on being you know, that safe and ethical choice. It's really, really important to us.
1: And so you talk about um, leadership, which I think is really important. What do you think are some of the essential characteristics or personal attributes of a successful business leader?
2: Being brave, being passionate, um, and committed to um, committed to what we're doing. Um, and for us, it's making a difference in people's lives. So – it's, it's an easy agenda because we're helping people and I think your clinicians would all identify with that, that doing what they do each day, um, it, it's really, really rewarding. Sometimes, of course, it's hard and challenging, but you, you, you keep the passion going and it's just so simple. But you, you, have, to, you have to be brave and you have to be, feel like that you can
1: stand out in front even when everyone's saying no you talk about being brave, have, have there been any challenges you've had to overcome?
2: Uh, look, I think that the, the first challenges are, of course, when people say you can't do what you're doing. And I went to industry experts when I started this and they told me in no uncertain terms, you can't do it. It's, it's not scientifically possible. So we proved them wrong. Um, you know, of course, capital is, is always a challenge. And because I keep the focus on safe products, innovation and ethical products, your profits do come second. So, that, that's always that balance but, you know, what the innovation is, has proven that it's, it's a good way of running a business and the response from the market and the support from the market for the products um,
1: has borne that out. I'm curious, having started my own business, about capital. I mean, have you self-funded it the whole way or did you manage to get some capital – um, in the early days,
2: yeah, no, actually, it was a, a friend lent me some money, and it, the the rates were interesting. But um, <clears throat> well, actually, it was a friend of a friend, and that got me started. So it's every time you you work, you're putting money straight back into the business, and you know twenty years on, I'm still doing that. But again, it's worth. And as we grow and innovate, you 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 have to keep channeling money in. You know, we've certainly had people approach us on um, venture capital and so on, but. We we don't need to do that. Um, sometimes we might get things to market and, and evolve overseas and grow overseas a bit slower. But you know we're an Australian company and we're really proud of that. We're Brisbane based. We, we've got our factory here. Everything's done on sh- uh, in Australia. Um, and, and in actual fact, any of your clinicians, we often, as you've had had factory tours here. Um, any of your clinicians that would like to come through, we would welcome the opportunity we've got this wonderful resource of um our food scientists and they they love sharing what they're doing and how they're doing it the equipment we use to measure
1: viscosity the rheology behind it i think it's fantastic yeah that being brisbane based and, and the uh, factory that you've got there it'd be great for some people to come and have a look um i know all of your employees love working for flavor creations can you t- tell us a little bit about how you create Such a a company culture that people want to work there?
2: It comes down to the management team. We have really, really committed managers you know they're fun they, they they're, they're disciplined uh, they're professional but but coming in is is a joy and you know that their team can talk to them we have a great HR program a lot of supportive programs for the, the team um, and, and it's also about trust I think that they know that they can talk to us and they can make a mistake you know making mistakes is part of growth and learning and you know that there's no angst in the, the building it's it's fun you goof you learn by
1: it and you move on until the next thing until the next goof <laughs> <laughs> i think you raise a really good point the you know the ability to make mistakes are there any other habits that you sort of think have contributed to your success i think it just i mean i i
2: I hadn't identified it myself, but everyone keeps telling me, you know, you're so passionate about it and I can ramble on about it for hours. And I think that's it. If you, you keep that passion alive and then it becomes contagious and people that work here want to work here. They want to help other people, That they want to make a difference with what we're doing. And that that carries through to the rest of the staff. And you know, they know that the products we make go to quite often critically ill people. And I think they take a lot of pride in knowing that every cup they make or every meal or like Advital, our, our new powder, nutrition supplement, they know that that's doing someone some good. And, you know, sometimes when you, your day's dragging a bit, it,
1: it lifts you up.
2: It's exciting.
1: Yeah, that's what they, I've heard they say in terms of businesses that fail all those that succeed in the difference is passion. So, totally agree with you. So, where next for yourself and Flavor Creations? Um, anything you're able to share with us? Well, <laughs> you want
2: more secrets. <laughs> so, as you know, we've, we've got this investment with the new cup and the factory and, you know, certainly that will be um, – you'll have to come down, of course, when we get all that new equipment in. Uh, that's exciting, uh, the natural colours and flavours, as you've already – uh, suggested. We've got a couple of um, wonderful new products launching again later this year and next year. And of course, um, exports. So, we're set to conquer Europe next and um, probably in a couple of years from that into the U- USA. A bit into China and Asia at the moment and we have a few uh, strategies into a couple of other larger countries like India. So, um, yeah, it's um, very busy. We don't have much time for for resting on our laurels, is too much
1: more to do. Yes, certainly. So what would you tell your 21-year-old self if you could go back and tell them one piece of advice and perhaps this could be to our listeners who uh, might be considering starting their own business, what would be your one tip?
2: Uh, I think self-belief. You you know, you, you, you're working and you're passionate about what you're doing and you're enjoying it and then I think when I look back on the 21-year-old self or the 18-year-old self that it's just that. That second guessing yourself, and we, and I think women probably by and large are a bit naughty at doing that. I think we need to just say, you know what, we're really good, and get out there and do it, and and just be confident, and know it's okay to make a mistake. I, I think I'm pretty tough on myself when I make an error, and you know you beat yourself up, and you know what, it doesn't get you anywhere; it just waste your time. So. T- don't do that, get rid of those behaviours and um, be confident, be confident in who you are and get out there and do it. And it's okay to stumble. If you stumble, you pick yourself
1: up and you get on with it again. So, thanks so much for spending some time with us today, Bernadette. I'm hoping that we've got some young dietitians out there who are listening, who have got that passion and, and an idea and can create what you've created in a multi million dollar global business um, from here in Australia. So, appreciate you spending some time with us and sharing some of your. Secrets to Success. Thanks for your time.
2: Thank you so much, Marie, and um, really appreciate this, and congratulations too on your business. It's just amazing at DAA hearing people talking about what you've achieved, so um, kudos to you too.
1: Thanks so much, Bernadette. Look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks, Marie. Take care.
0: So we'll also have some additional resources as well as the key points from this episode available on our show notes, and that'll be at dietitianconnection.com slash podcasts. Thank you as well to all of the listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, we love receiving your feedback and also would love to hear what you think of the show. So if you could leave a review for us and also pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends, it will be much appreciated. Thanks again and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast.